Hi, and uh, welcome to another podcast. This is Ryan Croxon, Senior Pastor of C3 People, and um, I'm so pleased you're joining us today with a special guest. We have Jalen with us. Hi, Jalen. Hi. Jalen has been part of our church for a couple of years, but has an incredible story that I just so wanted to share with others. Uh, Tell us, Jay, a little bit about yourself. Married to Hilly, Rod. Yeah. Yeah, so my name's Jalen, and I'm married to Hilly. His first name is Rod, but I have never called him that. Um, I have three children, uh, Cody, he's 16, and Archie is four next week, and Marla is two and a half. Um, I'm a police officer with the New South Wales Police. I have been in the police force for almost 13 years. Shepherd. Yeah. That's long in the police. Yeah, it is. The average is about five years. That's what I heard. I kind of bit over that. Almost tripled it. Yeah, I, I can... I'm going to keep tripling it. <laughs> and uh, I love you as a family. For me, you're like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith <laughs> of our church. Um, you know, Brangelina was what, 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 yeah. Hilly. Oh, we'll have to come up with something there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Rod in uh, the fire brigade. Yep. Working. He's been promoted recently. Yeah, he's now a, uh, an LS, a leading firefighter. So he's leading the other firemen. Of course he is. Yeah. And then his spare time is in the Army Reserve as well. Yeah, yes, lots of spare time. So, it's And then he looks after the kids when I'm at work. So, yeah. Do the tag team. So yeah. you're, you're quite the family. Yeah, they're definite. It's Mr. and Mrs. Smith with kids, <laughs> really, which is quite incredible. <laughs> I love it. Um, did you want to be that as a kid? Is that something you were like, you grew up? Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No, or? well, I want to... <laughs> um, I wanted to be a cop. Did you want to be a cop? Not as a little kid. I think it was more um, in high school that it kind of was cemented um, that that's what I wanted to do probably from probably from about 14 onwards. Really? Yeah, but not as a little kid that I can remember. So maybe my mum remembers. I don't know. Just a kid. <laughs> really? You were just having fun? Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's right. So. Well, what made you as a teenager want to be a police officer? Um, a couple of things. So um, I wanted to be able to help people and um, yeah, and then some circumstances happened in my life and um, I needed to have a steady job. So I knew that having a a government job was was pretty steady. Yeah, and you've only got to put your life on the line and (laughs) work horrible hours and deal with some of the toughest people in society. It's fine. I don't don't think I ever really looked at it like that. purely just looked at it that I wanted to um, help people and never even thought about, oh, would I even be able to carry a gun, shoot a gun, any of those things. It never crossed my mind. I just, yep, that's a, that's a good job. Right. Pays all right. I won't get fired and um, I can help people at the same time. I so. like that rationale. <laughs> it's cool though. But, uh, how, how are you at the shooting range? You're a pretty good shot? Um, I'm all right. It's, um, we don't get as much practice as, as I would like to have. Um, I'd like to be able to go out every weekend, but we do it once a year. So. Do you and Hilly yeah. ever kind of have a little competition maybe <laughs> at the range? No, Hilly did take me out bush once shooting, but with a um, long arm, one of his, um, one of his. So, uh, and I did all right with that. I got the can. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm a keeper. Right. <laughs> That's it. That was the first date. It was like. Dude, oh, it was dude, pretty pretty close to. Was it? Yeah. yeah. He's like, let's see if this girl's <laughs> really. That's right. Got she, the medal. Yeah. yeah. She might carry you a gun around, can. but she can't shoot. Nah, but I can. Yeah, got the can. So. That's awesome. Yeah. 
so you grew up uh, down at the Shire, which you call the God's Country, isn't it? Well, God's Country, that's where everyone was That was pride in, in Newcastle, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I was uh, born down in Carringba, down the Shire, and lived there until, hmm, I think I was about 27, maybe? Lived down the Shire till. Part so, of your life. Yeah. Well, maybe, what? yeah, maybe 26, yeah. What was your upbringing like? I grew up in a Christian family, so uh, mum, dad, and um, most of my childhood was with three sisters, um, and then when I was... Um, about 11, another little sister came along. So wow. then there was, um, yeah, so there's been an 11-year gap between um, my younger sister and the baby. So then there's five girls. But a lot of my, my growing goodness. up was without without her. Wow. But, um, How'd yeah. dad go with that? Everyone always says that. My dad's <laughs> very, um, he's very... Very calm, very uh, very sarcastic. A lot of people don't get his humour, and um, I think I have a bit of that as well. Right. Um, yeah, but he's a surfer, so he just you know. Just get out on the surf. waves when yeah, there's that's right. a little bit too Not many come in for to too many hours. <laughs> too much hair to be done. I'll I'll go for a surf. Yeah, but no, my parents are um, yeah great supportive parents, and I had a really good upbringing. Did you did your sisters go on and do anything in police or community? Um, no. Boring, but they just have <laughs> normal, um, normal jobs. I think one of them was in hospitality and she still does that type of thing, and one of them does like settlements for houses. And um, one's a hairdresser, and the other one's a, a mum at the moment, and she's doing some support aid work at school. So, wow, yeah, I'm the only emergency services personnel. So. There you go, and your youngest sister probably. Hasn't decided yet. Oh, she? she's the hairdresser. Oh, she is. Okay, yeah, so she's, she's the hairdresser. Yeah, because so she must be twenty. Oh, not twenty yet. Maybe nineteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So life was pretty good growing up. Yeah. Well, I don't have any complaints about it. Like, what do you? One of four kids, as most people can probably um, can gather, they um, you do go without a bit. But I never felt like I went without. It was just you got hand me downs and you you went on camping holidays and. Um, yeah, you went. We uh, we had strict rules from a Christian family, so I always quite laugh about the rules. But pretty tight. Like a lot a, of other Christian families have them too. When you start speaking to them, you go, oh, right. must have been a style of the times." So not, um, we were never allowed to watch Home and Away or The Simpsons. Oh, or, that's horrid, anyway. Well, oh, Home and Away or The Simpsons. Home and Away. You're sorry to all the fans sorry, out yeah, there. Sorry, yes, sorry. But sorry. no, I can't stand that show. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so just yeah, just rules like like that, and and what we couldn't couldn't do. So um, you mean we weren't um, we weren't allowed to have boyfriends, type of thing. There was never really an age on it. it was just you're not allowed to have them. Um, yeah, so mum and dad would do, they were doing the best they knew how, and um, you mean you always want to disagree with your parents and and break the, and break the rules sometimes. But I was always in church. Always, no matter what was going on in my life, I've always been in church. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't allowed to watch Sesame Street. <laughs> there was monsters on it. Oh, yeah, okay. Terrifying puppet monsters. Some but of them, yeah. Some of them. I'm appreciative. Yeah. I'm fine. I still learnt my ABC and everything. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's just good, as long as it didn't start your learning. <laughs> but yeah, neighbours and homeway, definitely. Stay yeah. away from that stuff. Yeah, no. and it's what, I suppose what's scary now is that 
Beckham's nothing in comparison to the type of things oh that my they, gosh. Yeah. they show on TV now and the themes and that type of thing. So That's so cool. I'm going to get to that because you actually go around at schools and that's part of your role now. But you, you said, so you had strip kind of upbringing uh, and no boyfriends, um, which was the same even for myself. Eric wasn't allowed to date until she was 18, but we kind of... Got around that got one. A, got around that one. Started dating at fourteen, but um, yeah. So that kind of happened. But then late, later into your high school years, uh, something you didn't see coming kind of happened. Yeah. Um, tell us about that. So um, for those that I was like, oh, who's Jalen again? Yeah. Um, I have red hair, freckles, very pale skin. <laughs> um, sometimes I fake tan, and I'm not so pale. But um, I was bullied a lot at um, high school, never in primary school, never really came up. It was just when I got to high school and um, I was bullied quite a lot about the way I looked and um, I spent a few years at um, a sports high school and then um, I was just bullied and picked on and I really didn't, I didn't like it. So I asked my parents if I could change, um, change and go to a different school. And I went to a different school and there was a bunch of kids that went there from um, my church. So I felt um, comfortable there and... Um, I was back with my friends from primary school and, uh, and I wasn't, I wasn't bullied there cause I had that, that support and, um, with my friends and, um, but at the same time, those friends, so this is probably about year nine, 10, those friends like to go out to parties and stuff like that. So I would go out to parties and that type of thing. I'd never tell my parents I was going out to parties. Um, you're going to read books with friends. Oh, I was going to friends' places to sleep over. Yeah. I didn't ever and mention not books. Watch home, <laughs> not watch Home Away. It was very basic information that was yeah, given out over. And, um, yeah, so that was probably my life. So I still went to youth group on Fridays. I still went to church on Sundays. And, I mean, in between those two days, I generally would um, would go out to a party every weekend type of thing. And, um, and I suppose... A lot of females may feel that whole... I did definitely have a low self-esteem about myself from the bullying. You mean it was like, well, some people say things like that. My friends never did. There was the odd every now and then, you know, because you have red hair and that type of thing. And so when boys became interested in you, all of a sudden the the bullying and the, the names that you were called just dis- disappeared and just, you mean, you didn't, um, didn't think about it anymore. Mm. Um, and so you feel you... You fill your life with the things that make you feel good. Yeah. And at, um, you know, I mean, like 16, um, a boy telling you he wants to hook up with you or hang out with you makes you feel good about yourself and Absolutely. wanted and accepted type of thing. So, um, yeah, so I was um, hanging out and had a really good best friend and she had a boyfriend and we, um, and he had a good mate. And so the four of us used to hang out a bit. And um, one one night um, in... Um, it was about April one night and um, back in 2002, um, we were out drinking and um, the night ended up with me hooking up with someone and um, having sex and um, feeling really sick the next day, not really thinking too much of it. But um, about a week later, I felt sick and um, ended up doing a pregnancy test very, very early and um, found out I was pregnant. Wow. And um, so I found out like five weeks, which for any woman that has been pregnant or has children, they know that that's super, super early and you, um, you don't really want to um, do anything about it. Anyway, I took the toilet, the um, sorry, the pregnancy test in a toilet in the Westfields. 
Whoa. which is not generally where you take no. a pregnancy test. <laughs> but it was just that's where I was. It was um, you meet a sixteen-year-old girl, 16. and you kind of you don't really you don't really know what you're doing. I think there's even a stupid little sign on the back of the toilet about pregnancy. So it was um, it was very um, I don't know what to do in the middle of Westfield type of thing. And so, um, what do you think in that moment? Oh, uh, not a lot. Just uh, like not didn't worry. I wasn't fretting or anything. It was just something that I now knew and I had to tell someone. And um, I didn't tell anyone for a, probably a little while, a couple of weeks maybe. And um, wow. Um, so it was, yeah. It was just I don't, didn't even like sounds ridiculous but I didn't even know what I knew that what it meant but I didn't really know what it meant yeah I mean you're 16 mm. and so I hadn't like I didn't even have like I don't know if they do sex education earlier now but I had not had any sex education or anything like that at school and so um yeah it's just a weird you almost wouldn't just know what you what you're even doing in some ways no, no, mm-hmm. it was just, and, um, yeah, the guy was, was older and that type of thing, and so it was just, um, yeah, and it was wow. very, yeah, very, okay, all right, whatever, <laughs> I'll just deal with it. <laughs> what a moment. Yeah, so, um, I do remember it as, um, I still remember where they did a pregnancy test, the other ones I did for my other children were at home excitedly with my husband, but, um, yeah, mm, so. And what's. So you didn't, you didn't, you just let it. It was just you with that information for a couple of weeks, and then yeah, I just um, well, who like want to go to mum and dad or no, not no. at all. Like, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend, let alone sleep with anyone. So um, you knew that would yeah. be shocked. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, I ended up getting enough courage to tell by um, youth pastors at the time. It was a lovely young married couple, and um, had just newly become. The youth pastors at our um, at our church, and um, yeah, it was a big thing for <laughs> youth pastors. So they were the um, they were the son of the actual senior pastor, and so it was a um, a, they didn't know what to, like, they didn't know what to do type of thing. So I told them, and then they encouraged me to tell my parents, which probably took another um, probably another few weeks. But it was. This was all before 12 weeks, though, so it was still... Because I found out so early, it was all very... So you're um, not sick or anything? No, not sick, nothing like that. And, um, yeah, so I, I told them and um, and they encouraged me to tell my parents and actually wrote a letter to my parents and um, and then wanted to run out the door oh, I bet. to you. But they made me stay and we had to have a conversation about it. And um, and they were supportive from the get-go. Whatever I wanted to do, right? whatever my decision was, um, they were supportive. And that's how I remember it. And um, I know that they had other conversations that they clued me in on later on, like many years later. But they decided as a couple and as a family that they were going to be supportive of it. And um, the church did as well. So... That's wonderful. I yeah. mean, that is so so good to hear. That yeah, that was the response because uh, I mean that's definitely what Jesus' response was to anyone that's you know got themselves caught up in the things. It wasn't mm. one of, of judgment, but even challenged those that were acted in other ways to to be merciful and not not just pretend to be a Christian. <laughs> so good. So you obviously then had to go back 
to school and finish school and yeah so I was in yeah that was um it's funny looking back on it now so I was in year 11 and um we went back to school and we met with the principal and um during the meeting the principal said um which I remember it quite clearly because I wanted to stick it to her but she said well you've ruined your life now haven't you oh and um and I was just like no, <laughs> really? why would you say that? Like, um, but was again, you mean, was quite happy for me to attend school and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, all through um, year eleven, and then you start year uh, year twelve in term four, and I did that, and I was pregnant, very much pregnant. So, I probably hit it for five months. So it wasn't until well, I was about five and a half months pregnant that was I couldn't hide it anymore, and. Um, but then I went to school every day and my belly was there and everyone saw it. I think the teachers found it more weird than the kids did. So um, it was unusual for the teachers because I think yeah. they understood it a bit more. But um, Well, you would have probably been the only girl oh, in the school, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Pregnant. They have never had a, they'd never had a pregnant um, student there. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, had one term of year 12, Christmas holidays, had um, Cody January 1st. And then went back to school six weeks later and did my HSC. Wow. And then <laughs> did quite well. And then um, yeah, he was in daycare five days a week. Um, so that, that in itself, to get a daycare spot, was a, a total blessing. We knew someone that um, ran a daycare centre and said, look, we need this child in from six weeks. So I went back to school. And so, yeah, he went back to school. I lived at home. Um and yeah, got my HSC, applied for the cops straight out of school and uh, took it um, by the time I finished some of the study and did all the tests, I think it took a couple of years. Huh. But um, yeah, I wasn't going to let it stop me. I, um, was, I love that. I was gung-ho. I was like, what? This is not going to stop me. My kid's in daycare. I can study. I can do, I can do this. And my uh, parents had to look after Cody for, um, uh, let's have a look three months while I was down at Golden doing my studying. And right. so my um, Cody and my younger sister are actually three years apart. <laughs> so although my parents had this younger child, um, they ended up having a grandson that was three years different from their youngest child. And so a uh, weirdest thing ever because it fitted in quite perfectly. Yeah, just <laughs> another another sibling in yes, some ways. Pretty I mean, much. my boys are three years apart. Yes, yeah. so they um yeah they're a bit close now, but it's um yeah so for me to go away and and Cody to stay with them was suitable. It's amazing. Yeah. So, where, um, where was where was God in all of this through this? You know. Um. So I. I I know he was there. Yeah. Uh, we're still going to church. Um, I probably never really had. Um, that aha moment yet, like, um, but all these things that kept happening, they just don't happen to normal people that just don't have God in their life. Like mm. they just, everything just was in a line. Um, this happened, this happened, this happened. My, um, mom is, um, prays all the time, constantly praying and she quite often will get prophetic dreams quite often and um, she did dream of having a sixth child and then I found out I was pregnant a couple of um, weeks later and so wow. she constantly has these things and she's never ever it is and she's never ever stopped 
um, praying for all her girls. Um, and so every everything that that's happened in my life, um, I know is from God because when you sit back and look at it, um, I'm just not really sure. What else would you put that down to? You can't say it's down to luck. Like yeah. it's just not. It's not that way. Like just everything's been positioned and timed and yeah and right. You can't um, put it down. So there's all the the people like my parents were always there. They never left. Um, going down to Goulburn and then coming back and then um, all the people and support that I had at church um, around Cody and that type of thing. They just yeah just were always always there and I did have a boyfriend for a little bit there and actually brought him to the Lord because he wasn't a Christian mm. and um, you know, I'm, I, I don't know where he is now because we did break up um, but um, it was like no I'm not after I had Cody um, I made a list and I think I um, I shared this list of what I wanted in a, a man I shared it at one of the women's evenings that we had and um, yeah the list had 10 things it was so funny because it's um, very little teenage <laughs> messy writing um a list of the things that i wanted um in a man and so when um i it was after i dated this guy and brought him to church and i just um things didn't work out and i, I knew that i didn't want to do that again i didn't want to waste time with the wrong person or someone that god didn't have for me and so since then um so when cody was about three um that's when i graduated from the college down at goulburn um, I had my boyfriend for a very, very long time. I didn't date one for a very, very long time. So yeah. Well, like it's a difficult thing when you have a child. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, and it was just um, I didn't drink a lot either because um, waking up with a hangover with small children was horrible. Yeah. And so I think from his first birthday, I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Forced I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. And so as an 18 year old, no, first birthday. Yeah, almost 18 years. I was like, yeah, I'm not drinking again. So um, just I needed to be responsible and I needed to um, make decisions and be able to look after kids type of thing. So yeah. your, your list did include like a, 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 a massive man <laughs> who, has, who has, is good with fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't have anything to do with fire in there actually. <laughs> well, that, would, that would have been spot on God. But he was... <laughs> But no, it was... Um, He'll eat tick some of the boxes, did he? Um, he's Eventually. No, um, yes. Oh, sorry. No, yes, he did. Of course he did. <laughs> they came out wrong. Um, nine out of ten to start with. So, um, and now ten out of ten. So, Is that right? Um, what was the last box he um, Christian. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not just recently, but... Like, when yeah. I, it was and it was funny because it wasn't until it's not like when I met someone I was like oh just wait I just gotta get my list under my back yeah it's not what it was like but um it wasn't until later when I started um getting to know him um that I went back and saw the list and and kind of went I need that like it wasn't something that I religiously looked at but yeah. God had had found someone amazing the desires in your heart right yeah, yeah completely and what's even crazier is when um i decided to transfer when i was in um when i was in the cops um i'd had enough about seven years i did in general duties down in sydney and i'd kind of had um i kind of knew everything and i was like i need something else it's gonna be yeah. itchy edgy and um i wanted to do something else so i st i started looking for country postings 
Um, because they give you a house and you can save money. I thought, oh, that'd be really good. I can go out there and save money for me and Cody and we can buy a house. And, um, and so I, um, I went out to visit a few and I applied for them, but didn't get them. So the, the furthest I visited was, um, Warren. So that's maybe an hour and a bit past Dubbo. Going to say, I've never so, even heard of it. <laughs> it's a little town, and yeah. um, and I um, I visited it, and it, people, every country town, people are so friendly and so welcoming, and they were lovely. And I applied for a position there and didn't get it, and then I applied for a position out in Coba, which is um, about three hours west of Dubbo, and even further. Yeah, even further, but yeah. never visited there. Oh. But and so one of the pre-rescuates when you apply for a spot is generally that you visited the spot that you're going to transfer to. Um, She'll be right. Yeah, well, this is my thinking. <laughs> I was like, well, what's two hours past Warren can't be much different. Um, so I applied for the spot out there, which was working with school kids out there in the police, and um, and I got it. And so I just um, uprooted my life, and me and Cody moved um, at, from Sydney. It's about eight hours west, as you do. See you later, everyone. Um, single mum, and I went to um, middle of nowhere, basically. Yeah. Um, to a small little um, community town, and yeah, no, it changed my life. So it was, um, and that yeah. was like, God knew that I needed to be there. Yeah. Because like I didn't visit the place, <laughs> and a single like moving to a town that far away as a single person, I did not know anyone there. Yeah. Was a single person didn't know anyone there. Um, single mum, yeah. young, young mum. Yeah, single mum. Uh, no, went to a mining town, basically. In a mining <laughs> town. I mean, that's... Yeah, so it was... Um, I loved it. I l- absolutely loved being there. And we um, we fitted in straight away. And, Is that when you um, met Hilly then? I did, yeah. And so Hilly actually, um, when he joined the Fireys, moved to Newcastle. So, um, which was about 13 years ago as well. So he lived here in Newcastle. But grew up in Cobar from the time he was about eight. and um, Through Bushy. Yeah, yes, yeah. And he um, was out there one time and we were having, you'll think this is really cool, we were having a um, Fireys versus Police rugby match, more touch, like it was before the main event of the rugby game. And right. um, he was um, supposed to be in the Fiery team, but I'm pretty sure we were short and he played in the, the cop team wow. um, with us. And so, anyway... I immediately thought he was good looking and um yeah it was funny and then we just chatted all night uh and then uh off, off he went home <laughs> to newcastle and i was i was still at Ukoba. so eventually we tracked each other's numbers down and um we actually uh dated uh long distance from newcastle to Ukoba for um about a year i think it was wow yeah eventually got married yeah yeah he proposed out there and yeah i I spent three years out there and then I moved back and got married and um, moved to Newcastle, yeah. My husband bought me a lovely house that we renovated. And, um, yeah, and then we had two more kids. Right? And, um, yeah, no, our, like, our life has been um, wonderful. Like, I like, really can't complain. Right. Um, it's, um, I do have fair skin and get skin cancers and melanomas but like it's um all people fixed are, and yeah people dye their hair red now <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. and so like, they pay money yeah. for it jay yeah they do a lot of money that's right so i can't um yeah i just can't complain and then um when we got married we um we 
we're here and we're like, oh, you find a church and um, Googled <laughs> churches online and um, we were looking for one that would suit us as a family of three. So we were mm. a family of three then with the two of us and Cody and um, we wanted a youth group basically. So we were picking a church basically based off a youth group and we found ourselves um, here at um, Seaspring Merriweather and um, haven't looked back. It's been the perfect fit and... Um, yeah, when we started coming here, it was um, out in Cobar. I ended up going, we ended up going to um, a Baptist church. It was very old, country old, very. Mm. So they had these little the books, um, hymn books, I think yeah, they are. Yeah, sing out of them. Yeah, little, very yeah. old songs. But yeah. that's sometimes you have to do those things when you want to build relationships with like minded people. Yeah. Um, so I was so thankful when we. <laughs> When we came here and I could go to what I... I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so for for me it was back home again. It was um, to a church that I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they clap and they dance right. <laughs> loud Bad and music. that type of thing. So yeah. it was very different for Hilly, though, because he grew up in a um, going to an Anglican church. Yes. Um, and so very... Um, I'm pretty sure it was Anglican. It was, and, um, yeah, so very, very different to him. But obviously Hilly's very easygoing and... Um, did what his wife told him and uh, right. we came here and um yeah i suppose it's been the last few years that um specifically probably the last six months that i've really um had um i suppose a purpose um like a feeling of purpose i suppose on my life so although i've been a christian my entire life i mean and god has always been there um was from the beginning has always been there and I have always felt him I've always mm. known he was there and um he moved in different ways in my life and I'm sure he was just sitting there going now now like come back like come back and do what I want you to do now type right. of thing but um for whatever reason never left and just kept kept helping me kept doing the things that needed to be done to get me to the point where I am here yeah. But, so I'm not sure if I didn't go, if I didn't transfer to, to Cobar and meet Hilly, I had grand plans to buy a house down in Wollongong mm. after Cobar. I was going to save and go down south. So no plans to come to Newcastle ever. Yeah. And so God has this plan for everyone, like a plan. Right. But we don't get privy to it <laughs> um, unless we're prophetic. Unless we're prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> but generally we just, we just follow. We just but you were surrendered to, to whatever. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, it was. This is where Hilly was. So I was like, yeah, let's go there. So. It's amazing how people mm. uh, are aligned with purpose so often. Mm. What, what I think is so redemptive and so cool now is that, as well as, uh, you know, fighting crime on the streets <laughs> um, and protecting our society, which is just a wonderful thing, you also go into schools. Yeah. And you mentioned that when you were growing up, you didn't even have any sex ed or any kind of input where, you know, things that may change a young person's life and have an incredible impact weren't really spoken about so much. Mm. But now what I love is you go around and speak to students, young people, and educate them on things that might impact their life in positive and negative ways. Would that be right? Yeah. Yeah, so I... Um um, my official title is like school liaison police and so I go into high schools and I chat to kids about um, crime prevention and um, when I first started that's pretty much all I did and I was 
I'd go in there and I'd go, hey, this is how you be safe on the internet and don't commit criminal offences. But my job has started evolving in that I've been having like one-on-one conversations with kids who have been doing the wrong thing. So whether they're hitting kids or, um, you know, taking drugs or just doing things that could turn their life in the very wrong direction. And um, I sit and chat with them and I... Do you talk about bullying? Yep, I talk about bullying with them and, and how Something it can you lead. Something Yeah, and I, and <laughs> I, I mean, because I'm a ranger, I can call myself a ranger and the kids kind of go, I should call myself a ranger and, I mean, I pay out myself a little bit and that type of thing and it's very approachable to them and um, being able to speak into these kids' lives from a work perspective um, and obviously my values are God instilled as well and I don't preach to these kids but having that background, um, I mean I I have the opportunity to speak into their lives from a, a range of um, different areas, I suppose. So, although we might start off talking about, um, we might start talking off about bullying and stuff online, and then they might tell me that, oh, blah blah, ask me for a, a nude image, and then I'll start talking about that a little bit, and then I can start talking about values, and you mean, how do you think about like years down the track? How do you think your kids or a husband or a wife might think about this, and just things like that, and. Um, kids don't kids remember certain things and sometimes they might not remember where they're from yeah but they might remember little snippets and so if I can instill some of my values along with what I'm teaching them about the law and I mean they remember that oh, that was that really cool copper or you know what I mean like she was really cool and they say hello to me and and then I, I've changed their mind about something because I was respectable to them and that type of thing then I mean I've helped someone I love that I just think it's extraordinary how God's taking your life on this journey of suffering, bullying, yeah. falling pregnant early. You weren't allowed to watch Home Alone, <laughs> and, well, Home and Away. Sorry, Home Alone's pretty rough it as well is, when you watch it. It's pretty scary. A lot That's of right. bad language. Very scary. You have to tell the kids every year at Christmas. That's not how we talk to one another. No. <laughs> but you're now going to schools and talking to children about making good choices that will lead to them enjoying a beautiful life and even following your own purpose it's quite cool yeah i love it thank you for spending time with us jay and i i'm sure you've all been blessed hearing jaylen's story and uh yeah i look forward to the next time we're together thanks for tuning in